Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston Super Show. Welcome to Preston Super Show, and we are live on Thursday, December 9th, 2021. Time of recording is 11.35 a.m. Happy to be here with you. As always, I'm your host, Preston Olson, and we're here to break down the gigantic NFL slate for NFL Week 14. I'm giving out my uh, winners here for each game. I love to do this every week. And then uh, I have Thursday night's best bet included. You won't have to go anywhere else for that except listen to this podcast right here. Share with your friends, your buddies, your girlfriend. Let everybody know the super show is coming to town. So we're going to start with tonight's game. Just like I said, the pick will, you know, we're going to we're going to talk about the pick I have tonight. You know, normally I just give out the winners. I'm going to give out the winner, uh, but I'm also going to give out the pick. Okay, so we got uh, Pittsburgh Steelers versus Minnesota Vikings. Pittsburgh Steelers are 6-5-1. Minnesota Vikings, 5-7, playing every game within a hair. Um, and, and they are just neck and neck with any team in the league. Um, in this game, here's Pittsburgh. And I have some interesting uh, facts for for you all, uh, starting with Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Ben Roethlisberger starting quarterback for the Steelers. Um, One thing you need to know about Big Ben is playing in the Dome, which is where they're playing tonight. He's 6-5 with a uh, 68.92% accuracy. So, he's got his highest accuracy of his career in the dome. Um, That's something to really pay attention to. Against the NFC North division, the division the Vikings play in, it's it's important. The Vikings are are play very similar style football to uh, as, as uh, the rest of their division. So in the NFC North, Ben Roethlisberger is 12 and five single out the Vikings He's three and one against the Vikings in his career. Okay. So Ben Roethlisberger, for most of his career is on the Vikings has been uh, very accurate in the dome. And he's going to need to do that tonight. Um, in the month of December, Ben Roethlisberger is 46 and 21 winning record by, by a country mile in the month of December. Um, on the road, winning record. Same same rule rule applies. Seventy two wins, forty nine losses. So you really, really, really get a good look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger, the leader of this Pittsburgh Steelers team. And if it's not Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not on the Steelers tonight. But because Ben Roethlisberger's playing, because the Vikings are going to be probably without Dalvin Cook, for sure without Adam Thielen, who's their top receiver. Justin Jefferson's good, but I I still think he's their second best receiver uh, because he's just so new to the game. Um, And and I just think that's that's just how the NFL is. Like I still think Adam Thielen's a, a better guy, but you know, especially in clutch time, but. Justin Jefferson in that Packers game really came on strong. And I don't expect the Vikings to not show up. Um, but I'm over trying to, you know, take them to win at home. I think the Steelers win this game. I'm laying the points on the Steelers. 
uh, because I think it's going to be close. Um, 7.20 p.m. Central Time. Uh, so, you, should, you know, is when you can catch this game. But pay attention to what I'm telling you when I'm talking about Big Ben here because he's going to be the one that has to lead this team um, down, down the stretch of this game. The total set in this game, uh, where I where I believe it should be at 44, and the Vikings on the spread minus three favorites. So yeah, I like plus three for Steelers at plus 105 odds. That's my Thursday night football prediction and pick. Um, that's where I found it at. So if you can get plus money on that, that's great. Um, I play that up to uh, minus. 115. Now the next game is uh, on Sunday, Baltimore Ravens versus Cleveland Browns. Um, here's a Ravens team that just lost a, a heartbreaker to the Steelers, and here come the Cleveland Browns, who have not been impressive. We'll see how they look in this game, but they just haven't been impressive. There's talks of Baker Mayfield not gonna be there next year. Um, so a lot of, lot of rumors swirling around this Browns team. It's not looking good, but they have an opportunity here to beat a Ravens team reeling from a loss. And that really, we're going to find out where they exposed and now have other teams picked up on that. Or was that just a one, you know, another, you know, just a, just a regular loss, you know, bad beat for them. And that's just how it goes. You know, in this game. I really believe that the Ravens just win this game outright. I think they're the better team. Um, I think they have the better defense. Um, they're number one. They're the number one defense on third down. And the Browns third down percentage is 24th. And that's the money down in football. So it's so important to pay attention to that down. That's why they have it. You know, where you can see it so easily. Nick Chubb running the football. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be good to go. So I just uh I think that the Ravens have a little bit more talent, you know. The Browns are a little bit depleted. We don't know if Jarvis Landry is gonna play David Njoku uh on the COVID nineteen list. Humphrey's out for the season for the Ravens. Um, which is their their one of their top cornerbacks and then Stevens one of their uh, DBs he's listed as uh, questionable with his shoulder so they're banged up the Browns are banged up but I still am like looking at the Browns like you just don't have the firepower I don't feel like to keep up with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson I just I don't I don't think they have it folks and I think it's going to be hard when it comes down because I think you, this is a game where you get a lot of third downs. A lot of first down run, nothing happens. A lot of second down pass, incomplete, or he catches it, you know, guy catches it for a couple yards. And then you get those runs on second down uh, sometimes where they go run on first down or pass on first down and get nothing. And then they try to get on second down. That happens so much. It's like teams not really, they're trying to get something going. And Sometimes they just run early on. They're just running into a wall. That's kind of how I see this game going. I see both these teams kind of running into a wall early, like Lamar Jackson doing his scrambling and then boom, getting sacked and taken down and dragged by his jersey by over here by, you know, freaking Miles Garrett. And then, you know, on the other side, here's Baker Mayfield trying to take, you know, a five step drop and getting pummeled, you know, by the Ravens front seven. I just see a lot of that happening. I think these defenses are going to come to play. The Browns have been disappointing at home. Um, so I don't like them at home. I like the Ravens on the road. They seem to squeak out the road wins this season. Or at least play them down to the wire. So if you get Ravens underdog on the spread, that's going to be a good spot to be looking. Um, a lot of the lines are out. Uh, plus two and a half on the Ravens is a good spot. If you wait, you probably get better. You probably get three, maybe three and a half. That's that's where I'd be looking. You want it at three at least. 
total set at 43. And the Browns favored at minus 145 on the money line. But I just think that with Ninjoku out, I really like him. I think that that's a hard thing to overcome. And then Jarvis Landry not there. Odell Beckham's long gone. I think they're fine without him. But without these other guys, now I don't think they're fine. No, I don't I don't think so. So I like the Ravens there um, to win that game. And uh, I think the spread's a, a good place to be uh, for betting-wise. Now, the Jaguars roll into Tennessee to play the Titans. The Jaguars are 2-10. and 10. And it's just not going good. And then the Titans are eight and four. And they really couldn't have asked for a better season. Like that one game they dropped against the Cardinals in the first game of the year, whatever. But they really couldn't have asked for better than what they've gotten now. Now, the Derrick Henry situation, obviously they didn't want that to happen. No one wants that to happen. Um, But that is what it is, you know, so... Antonio Brown, I don't think we get him this game. He's still on IR. Um, and Derrick Henry, we talked about, he's out. And then your notable injuries for the Jaguars. Miles Jack is questionable. Or linebacker. They really need him. Without him, it's just a wide open uh, second level for the quarterback to pick apart. Um, Which Tannehill will do quietly. Tannehill's like the fucking... Samurai Jack of fucking NFL quarterbacks and shit. Like the motherfucker, you don't see, you don't hear about the motherfucker. You don't see the motherfucker on the highlights. And then, bam, there he is lighting up your team. And you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like they don't even have their best guy out there. They're two best guys. It's like, yep, that's how he does it, dude. He's like the Samurai Jack of this shit. So yeah, I love the Titans to win this game. I wouldn't bet it. I don't. There's no value. They're four to one favorite, minus four fifty. Um, Titans money line total set at forty three and a half. Spread minus eight and a half for the Titans. Trevor Lawrence giving. You know they're gonna keep giving it to him. Give him another go. Give him another go. You know it's his first year. It's his first year. That's what we're gonna keep hearing. James Robinson. Um, the, you know he's a tough runner. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just I just think that. They need they needed to bring in a, a good second back. Like if you didn't learn by now that you need two good running backs, you shouldn't be coaching in the NFL. Like that's my take on it. If you don't know by now that you need two capable, able body running backs, then you just don't need to be coaching at all. You need not be doing what you do. Uh Marvin Jones, the best receiver, and that's not gonna work out very well for the Jaguars. But, you know, for the Titans, uh, Nick Westbrook, um, Ekine, I hope I said that right. He's got three touchdowns, man. So anybody can really come to prominence in the NFL. It's just about putting the work in. Um, let's look at the overs. These are two. Okay. The Jaguars are two and 10 at the over. And Tennessee is seven and five at the over under. So Tennessee's a really nice over team. Um, and I think this is an over game. That's where I would want to be. Be looking for the over. 43 and a half. That's where I'd play it. 44. Uh, 44's too high. You don't want 43 and a half with the over. So you get to 44. That's what I think you get in this game. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe a little more icing on the cake, but not much more. Uh, because I think Jacksonville's holding holding the scoring back in this one. I don't think Tennessee's defense also just going to have a letdown at home. I mean, it's possible Jacksonville comes in there and makes it interesting, but I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where you have to worry much. Like Tennessee's going to come out here and do their thing. Ryan Tannehill's going to run the offense well. Um... They're back. They their backup running back coming there, and he's doing he's doing you know his part. So I mean they're at least getting help, and you know I'm not going to take that away from them. Uh, everybody else has stepped up on this team. It's what you really want to see. And they're coming off the bye where they have all this rest. And they have a good game plan for Jacksonville. 
I think Jacksonville's walking and, you know, stepping into a hornet's nest. But uh, Hilliard, Dontrell Hilliard running the football. Um, last time out against the Patriots, he had 12 carries for 131 yards. So, there you go. You know, that was a Patriots defense. We all just watched shut Buffalo down in the wind, in that 50-mile-an-hour wind bullshit. But, um, yeah, there you go. So, I, I like the Titans. I think they're going to be fine. Then we got uh, New Orleans Saints at New York Jets. And the Saints are the favorite here. That's a uh, That is a deceiving game. That's a very deceiving game because the Saints are five and seven, the Jets are three and nine. But like the Jets at home, pretty sure it's when they won all their games. So like at home, they actually play pretty hard. And the Saints on the road, I'll tell you what they're doing. On the road, the Saints are three and three, and at home, the Jets are two and four. So basically, all the Jets wins came at home. Um, they haven't played in a long, long time. Saints are on a five-game losing streak. So no one seems to bring up. Jets have, uh, they lost their last one, won the one before that. Uh, you know it's the Taysom Hill show, but on the Jets side, it's Zach Wilson. Uh, Alvin Kamara is the real thing that the Jets have to worry. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be prepared for that. I think it's going to be hard, though. So... Your notable injuries, we know James Winston, uh, Damian Harris, wide receiver, on suspension. Card, uh, you know, Carter, the running back on IR, and Davis, wide receiver, um, groin injury on IR. I like Zach Wilson in this game. I like the Jets in this game for the underdog. Like, I think the Jets are going to win this game. I think we've all overlooked the Jets this week. And I think you don't want to do that. I think there's plenty of value with those guys. Um, and there's not really a stat that I can give you that's going to be like, oh, this is why. But it's the fact that Zach Wilson's back. He's getting, you know, his, he's getting his snaps and his opportunities. And I, I feel like with Taysom Hill, it's a little bit of a wash. It's a running quarterback. It's a, this team is all about running the ball. The Jets are really preparing for that. I feel like they're walking into the Jets' house with a one-track game plan, and I don't think that'll work out. So I like the Jets here to, for the underdog. The underdog of the week is Jets. That's my underdog of the week. Like, if you look at what they're saying about the Jets, it's fucking dirty, son. They're talking mad down on the Jets. I don't even like the Jets. I'm just saying that this is a game they can win. Plus 190. Love it. Um, total set at 43. Saints favored it on the spread. Minus 5. But uh, give me give me some Zach Wilson this week. Give me some fucking calls on Zach Wilson this week. No puts. Puts on the Saints. Nope. We want calls on Zach Wilson. Um, for prediction strike. And uh, let's see, we got Dallas Cowboys versus uh, Washington. Before I get to that, let's not skip uh, Raiders Chiefs. So Las Vegas Raiders versus Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Raiders are underdogs here because I like the Raiders. Six and six on the road versus the Chiefs, who are eight and four. Um, noon kickoff. Gonna be a physical game. Um, Raiders big dogs here. Don't let that line fool you. It's right where I want it to be. Raiders plus nine. Um, in, in NFL, there's just teams I stay away from betting on. I'll take whatever the line is at plus nine, plus 10, plus 20. You know what I mean? If I think they can do it, I'll take it. That's the bottom line on that. And basketball, I just have a rule of thumb about spreads that are nine or more because it feels like I'm chasing and I don't like that feeling 
But in the NFL, I just taken what they've given me is the way I look at it. Two different schools of thought for two different sports. Um, the Raiders, underdogs here. The Chiefs are minus 450 favorites. The total set at 48. The spread at minus 10. So this is going to be a game that comes down to the wire, I believe. These are not uh, two teams that are cashing the over tickets. They're not two teams that are covering the spread well. It's just going to be a battle. Uh, Kenyon Drake on IR. Daryl Waller questionable. The Raiders really need him. Uh, Forts and tight end is on IR. And Fenton, the cornerback for the Chiefs, is questionable. Your third down, your money down. Chiefs are number one. You know, um, on the road, Raiders are three and two at home. Chiefs are five and two, playing a lot of home games. A lot. Last time these teams met in December, the Chiefs routed them. I think there's some payback coming their way. Um, and I like the Raiders for the backdoor cover. But I, I do think that uh, I'm going to I'm going to take them to win. Like, I'm going to back it up with the with the with picking them to win. But I think that the points is where I want to be in case, you know, something happens. Like, I just don't want to be. Uh guessing to try to you know get the money line here i just want the points because i feel like nine points that's a touchdown another two points touchdown and a safety right there so i mean shit I, I might as well take that instead of uh jumping thinking i'm getting value because it's hard to find some type of value besides you know a cornerback being out um or just the Chiefs kind of offense stalling out if you've watched uh, on drives. And they're beatable from what I've seen. Um, so I'm going to roll with the with the Raiders on the spread because I, it feels right. That feels good. And I want to be right. Uh, but that feels right. So I'm going to roll with that. And then we could go to Dallas Cowboys versus uh, Washington football team. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys 8-4 and four on the year. Washington football team 6-6. Six and six. And you know the Washington football team, I come around and I throw out a money line pick for them. You may see that on Sunday because I like them in this game to win against the Cowboys who um, are just an opportunistic team. They won their last game. Football team's on a four-game winning streak. Um, and... Credit this Washington defense. Like, their defense has really stepped up. J.D. McKissick is questionable. Logan Thomas tied in on IR. Uh, Troy, uh, Tony Pollard, running back. Foot, um, questionable. Wilson, wide receiver for the Cowboys is questionable. So, it may just be Zeke alone against, uh, football team defense that's stout that's um, third at stopping the run um, this is going to be a close game last time they played was a year ago it looked different this year's going to look different Antonio Gibson's running with authority uh, the Cowboys have the better the edge in receiving so keep that in mind. But I think that, you know, the Cowboys on the road, four and two this year, and the Washington football team at home is three and three. But I think this game's a little bit tougher, a little bit colder. And the football team's playing for playing playing big, man. They're playing for something big right now. They have a very defensive minded team. I think they're gonna make uh, a life very chaotic for Dak Prescott and company. I really do. I think that this defense has showed us that don't 
you know, just look at the record with them. Like, they're keeping this team in those games. Those six wins are because the defense kept them in it. So, give me the Washington football team at home. Uh, the Cowboys on the road. I'm just not feeling too good about this week. Something doesn't feel right with that team right now. Um, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to wait and see before I go picking the Cowboys. But I like the Washington football team in that game. Taylor Heineke to Terry McLaurin. That combination can work against the Cowboys. They may not need it as you know. They may not need it as much if Antonio Gibson really can run the ball. It's not going to be easy. Cowboys defense is good, so I I would stay away from the points taking the total in this one. You know that's where it could trip you up trying to jump on the total forty eight. Uh, the Cowboys minus two hundred favorite, and on the spread Cowboys are minus four and a half favorite. So again, here's another spot where the spread's really good. It really is. Spread is really good here. So, we move on to the Atlanta Falcons versus Carolina Panthers. And the Atlanta Falcons are 5-7. Carolina Panthers are 5-7. These are two teams, two very different identities. One team catching fire. One team lost their fire. Um, is the way I would frame this game. Total set at 42. <clears throat> Panthers are minus Two and a half favorites, I believe, because they're at home. Um, and then the money line, Panthers favorite are minus 140. Uh, again, this is an underdog I like this week. I like the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, people are sleeping on Cordell Patterson, uh, myself included. I slept on him. Don't sleep on Cordell Patterson. This dude's for real. And he's looking to make a case for, like, I don't know if, like, they still give out the most improved player award. Well, he would get that for sure, hands down. And the rushing attack for the Panthers is not that good. Uh, we all know they're relying on one receiver, DJ Moore. Um, and on the road, the Pan- uh, the Falcons are four and two. Um, at home, the Panthers are two and four. So they're not protecting home field well like I thought they would this year. Um, their defense is still good. Um, But they're they're kind of just they've kind of just inserted Cam Newton back into that team. I don't think that's going over. It doesn't seem like that's going over very well. So let me let me roll with the Falcons who are getting hot. Matt Ryan's got a cannon of an arm. Um, Kyle Pitts is a beast. He's catching everything, and they're getting help from their uh, backup receivers too. Now we know Ridley's got the personal thing going on. Moru, their cornerback, he's got a hamstring. Darnold's not playing on IR and McCaffrey's done for the year. So it's like this Panthers team just over. You know, it's like if there was a team that was dead in the water right now, it's the Panthers. They really have to do something big because their season's on the brink. But for the Falcons, I was really happy because I took a live spread with them, plus 13 and a half, and they covered it against the Bucks. Who they showed up against. They played big against. There, there, that's what I was looking for. Russell Gage. That is like every, you know, we know Kyle Pitts because he came from Florida and he's just, he's a freaking stud and he's a catch everything. You know what I mean? Most, most stuff that would go out of bounds, he can reel in. But Russell Gage is the guy to watch coming across the middle of the field on the slants. Um, and some of the hot routes they've run to him are really good. And I think that that's how they're going to beat this Panthers team with a lot of, movement with a lot of uh changing up at the line and i think matt ryan's gonna be the be a good field general in this game and i think it's gonna be uh, a tough one i think it's close but i think that the falcons are are kind of wanting that close game right now and they, they want to win a game but but feel like it was hard fought so i'm thinking this is the game they want right now this is this is what they want more than what the panthers want so then we move on. So I like Falcons in that one. So then we move on to Seahawks versus Texans. Seahawks are four and eight. Houston Texans are two and ten. Sad, sad Texans. You know, I like the Seahawks in this one. I'm not going to make a case for the Texans here. We've seen that Tyrod Taylor thing just didn't go well, and now he's not going to play because it didn't go well. Let's face it. It just, he's not going to play because he, he sucked. And, and that's the bottom line. He sucked. He went out there the first pass he threw. First pass. Just come back. Hey, man, I'm back. 
First pass he threw. Interception, buddy. For a freaking dude ran it back for a touchdown. Come on, man. That's not going to work. So I don't even think we're going to get Tyrod Taylor in this game. Um, so we get Davis, David, uh, David Wilson. Oh man. Um, Texans do yourself a favor. Go get yourself a quarterback in the draft. Like do yourself a favor. Like Seattle looks terrible. The Texans are terrible. That's the difference. Like a huge difference monumental difference between these two teams. Um, And the Texans defense can't stop anybody. They don't even give up. David Mills. Freaking Mills, dude. Mills. No. No. So, he's going to come in there and throw a few picks. Um, Russell Wilson will get his feet back under him in this game. Hand it off to Alex Collins. Metcalf is questionable. So, I, I mean, he should play. But if, if he doesn't want to, they'll still win. Um, Mitchell, the DB for the Texans, is out. And Collins, one of the receivers, is out. There's not really one stat line you're looking at. You just know, if you pay attention to football, that the Texans are bad right now. And they're on a down year. It happens. And the Seahawks are... Playing ugly football, but their defense is stifling people. Like, they're not allowing many much to be scored on them. So, I'll take the Seahawks in that one. And even if it's close, which it could be, I still like the Seahawks to win that. So, we're going to stop for break. Come back. Hit the 3 o'clock games. Hit the Sunday night game. And then finish out with the Monday night game. Thanks for listening so far, and I hope you have enjoyed the show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We are back with, and thank you for holding through that break. I appreciate that. We're back with Detroit Lions versus Denver Broncos. The Detroit Lions are 110-1 this year. The Denver Broncos are 6-6. This is going to be a good game, interesting game. Um, I just like football. But when it comes down to the Lions, uh, everybody likes to count them out. Um, We know, I mean, what's to like with them. Um, they're coming off a win against a division opponent. I really don't <laughs> count that as momentum. Um, the Broncos are a little bit, a little bit beaten up. They're struggling around the football. Um, so there's a case to be made to take the Lions on the spread, and and I'm not gonna 
uh, try to scare you all away from that because plus 10, plus nine and a half, um, it's not a terrible number. But this Lions team, I just don't know if they're together or not. I mean, they've already taken this many losses. Total set at 42, seems low. Broncos minus 450, favorites on the money line. Uh, like we said, Lions uh, plus 10 dogs, 10 point dogs here. And uh, Jared Goff versus Teddy Bridgewater is a battle you're getting. Lions are getting some help running the ball from Jamal Williams. Uh, now they're letting Javante Williams run the ball for the Broncos. I think that was coming. Melvin Gordon is questionable with the hip. Uh, Harris, the defensive end for the Broncos, is out. Questionable DeAndre Swift. Questionable Jared Goff with the illness. So, the Broncos are 3-3 three and three at home. Uh, the Lions have not won a road game. Is this the week they win their first road game? No, I don't think it is. I think that they still have a lot of issues. I think they have a lot of issues with their offensive line. I think that the Broncos defense will be all over them. Um, this is a defense that ranks 10th in passing yards allowed and 10th in rushing yards allowed, 3rd in points allowed. Um, the Lions' best hope is that they can grind it out and keep it close. But I do think the Broncos win. I think the Lions on the spread is enticing. Uh, but I would be on the Broncos to win this game behind Teddy Bridges, uh, Bridgewater's arm, him throwing it to Jerry Judy, him being able to get it to Cortland Sutton. Um, a lot of people have been calling for Javante Williams to be running the football. So now that he's in there, I think you're going to see him do some damage against this Lions defense. Um, over Melvin Gordon. Even though I like Melvin Gordon, I think it's time for a change. Um, hope he gets better. New York Giants is the next game versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, three o'clock. Um, kickoff. Giants are four to eight. Chargers are uh, seven and five on the year. Um, this is one of those games. It's a little bit numbing to the to the mind to kind of wrap your head around the uh, total set at 43 again a big spread here giants are uh minus you know 10 point dogs and total uh total set at 43 but the chargers minus 500 favorites um i think it's because mike glennon's a quarterback and he's just not that good he's not accustomed to this offense and the offense <clears throat> for what it's worth is not a great scheme uh, it's not a big scheme offense where they, they're beating you with, with crafty plays. It's like very boring, methodical, easy to figure out. So I think the Chargers roll the Giants. Giants on the road have not been good. Uh, they're 1-5 and five on the road. Chargers are 3-3 three three at home, but they're getting it. Uh, you know, the, Again, this is a Chargers team. They're an opportunistic team like the Cowboys. You know, um, Keenan Allen on COVID-19 illness list. Austin Eckler's questionable. Barkley questionable, and we know Daniel Jones doubtful. He's probably not going to play. If everything, you know, in, in the right scenario, I would say you'd have Daniel Jones playing. The Giants are at home, and the Giants are are a good underdog. Um, but here, Giants on the road, they're a terrible underdog. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch them with a ten foot pole in this game. And the Los Angeles Chargers, um. They should have no problem rolling the Giants here. Now, Chargers are slow starting team. So, you got to take that into account. But I think overall, the Chargers roll. They don't have much of an issue. Um, injuries aside. We go to 325 games. San Francisco 49ers versus Cincinnati Bengals. The 49ers are 6-6 six and six on the year. The Bengals are 7-5 and five on the year. Um... When you really break this game down for what it's worth, uh, the 49ers are cooling off. The Bengals are hot. Um, I got to go with that hot hand of Joe Burrow in this game. Um, total set at 49. Uh, Bengals are plus money on the spread, plus 100. Uh, put 100 down, get 100 back, plus your 100. Uh, so... The spread, the uh, the 49ers are favored at minus one and a half. So, 
I don't I, I don't think plus one and a half is enough unless you tease it. Joe Mixon running the ball. We, we're liking that over uh, Elijah Mitchell running the ball. And Jamar Chase has just been a, a freak of nature. But remember, Joe Burrow's questionable with the finger. He's got an issue with his finger. And Joe Mixon's uh, questionable. Um, Elijah Mitchell's questionable. It's a concussion. Very serious. Uh, Debo Samuel, groin, he's questionable. So this is a game where you can see some, some potentially big players out. I'm going to be on the side um, of the over if everybody's in. Like, if everybody's suiting up, if all the guys we we need to suit up, suit up, I'm going to be on the over in this game. But I like the Bengals to win. Uh, they're the better team. Um, so, I'm, I'm rolling with the hot hand of Joe Burrow. Even though he's got a banged up hand, I'm going to roll with uh, Joe Burrow in this one. I, I don't want to be messing around and, and splitting hairs. Uh, with the 49ers anymore this year. The Bills the versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the last 3.25 p.m. game. The Bills are 7-5 and five this year. The Buccaneers are 9-3. and three. And, you know, the Bills are an interesting team. Um, on the road, you know, I, I feel like they're going to come out strong against the Buccaneers. But I feel like the Buccaneers are just in better shape for this game. Not by a whole lot, uh, but by enough. Edwards, their safety for the Bucs is uh, on reserve suspension. Dean, their cornerback, is questionable. On the Bills, White, their cornerback, is questionable. And Klein, the linebacker, is uh, questionable. The total set at... 53 and a half, one of our bigger totals this week. Uh, Bucks are minus 170 favorites, spread at minus three and a half. You can score on this Bucks defense. Um, so I'm gonna be on the over as my like that'll be like my lock for that game. You'll see that come around Sunday. But as far as winning, you know, because this show I just like to give you a winner. You know, that's kind of. The, the, the point of this Thursday show is to give you the winner and talk about the games. Again, I'm 110 and 82 picking winners uh, straight up uh, doing the show this year, uh, this season, I should say. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I like them to win this game. The Bills on the spread, the plus three and a half. Uh, That's just not enough. I think I think you need more than that because I think once the scoring starts, it doesn't stop until the end, and that's like the Buccaneers winning by a touchdown. So I don't like the the spread in this one. I don't think it, it makes sense because if if it's a shootout, then someone's winning by a touchdown. I don't think it comes down to a field goal. Good. I don't think it does. Um, so we're gonna cut for a small break, takes a minute, and then. Be right back. Finish out the Sunday night game. The Monday night game will be very fresh for these two games. And we're going to fucking knock them out. We're going to fucking knock these two games out and get the pot up. Just what I wanted to be. Ready for this game. Like fresh for this game. Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. My Green Bay Packers, baby. We are rolling. Kings of the NFC North. Nine and three on the season. And the Bears are four and eight. Third in the NFC North. Uh, and just falling apart. Let's be real. Uh, they're going to give Justin Fields a start. Allen Robinson listed as questionable. We know Rodgers lists this question with the toe. He'll play. Uh, Devontae Adams with the hamstring. I'm certain he'll play. This is a big game for the pack. 5-0 and at home. Um, what They, they want to keep that home record uh, solid. Um, and, what, you know, after winning the last game, um, got some momentum. And the Bears with the... Game they just dropped. 
where they didn't look good and they had one good drive out of all of that and Fields didn't that wasn't his game so now you're throwing Fields back in he's all out of sorts I think he looks out of sync this week a little bit out of touch with uh, the Bears receivers I don't think they can prepare him enough for this I think it's going to be extremely cold frigid Um, this is a game where you run the football a lot the Bears don't have a good running attack Um, with Montgomery it's been dump it off with the screen pass little try a little RPO here or there but for the most part it's not working and their offense is just stagnant they're stalling out on drives Um, the Packers on the other side they can move the ball at anybody Um, no Khalil Mack on the Bears defense um, that the middle of the field is going to be wide open for Aaron Rodgers. He knows it. And uh, the Packers are big time a possession team as well. They have the ball for a long time. Um, I just think that the Bears really have played themselves into a bad spot this season. They're on a down year. Re- this is a rebuilding year for them. They really should be playing fields. You know, I understand you guys got Dalton. Dalton's not the guy. You guys kind of, it's good to have him, I feel like, because you need a backup. Shit happens, but, you know, for the most part, you should be starting fields. But in this game, the Packers defense is fired up right now, me boy. I mean, this defense has come alive. We're hearing that Jair Alexander's coming back soon, too. So it's going to be a different world when he's out there, and this team's already been playing this way. And I think he's even going to be surprised. Um, Kevin King questionable with the hip uh, Randall Cobb's out we don't know if Bakhtari's going to get going or if he even will this year but the Bears just they have a sheet of people out Danny Trevathan their linebackers out you know um Khalil Mack is out. Akeem Hicks is questionable. I won't be surprised if he sits. Uh, they're, uh, they have four linebackers all banged up. Four of their linebackers. They have a defensive back out. They got a defensive end banged up. They got an offensive line out. Offensive lineman out. They got a wide, a wide receiver banged up. A good one. This is a team in the Bears. That is extremely banged up. Coming to play the pack. Total set at 43. This is an under type of game. Um, Packers favored it on the spread. Minus 12 and a half. Money line minus 700. Um, look at Rodgers touchdown to interception radio. Look at Aaron Rodgers touchdown to interception radio. 23 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. It's That's remarkable. Wow, that is just impressive. And the Packers' offense this season is ninth in passing, eighth in rushing, fifth in points, tied for seventh overall in total yards. Uh, their defense. Their defense tied for seventh in surrender. So this defense has is, is come alive. Uh, they're just so strong right now. The Packers' offense is also ninth in passing yards. Um Running the ball, they have a two-back method, so it's like it's never just one running back getting the bulk of the carries. They're always splitting carries. But third down on the money down, they've worked their way in 11th, which is good. 11th overall in the NFL. It's very good out of 32 teams. And then um, points-wise, they're, they're 15th in scoring and 5th in getting surrendering. So even better than the Bears this season um, with their with their studs with their Khalil Mack and Danny Trevathan and those guys so pretty impressive for the Packers uh, you know I'm rolling I'm a homer for the Packers I'm rolling with the Packers I'm definitely a homer for the Packers that's my team you know but uh definitely in this game I just I don't see the case for the Bears I'm all on the Packers here um, I think it's an under game is where you would be looking for the real value sure i give it out to you one more time the total set at 43 and a half i like the under you'd get great odds uh i'd play that up to 43 and a half and minus 115 would be the most juice i suck up on that 
Last game, Monday night game, to round out the show, Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Rams are 8-4 and four on the year. The Cardinals are 10-2. and two, And the Rams are a little bit on the uh, receiving end of a lot of criticism. But then they turn things around. The Cardinals are hot. They're looking to stay hot. So these are just two teams, two NFC West teams we're getting on Monday night. You know, I could tell you the easy bet is going to be the over. Like, don't question it. These two teams will score on each other. Um, And wait for it to settle out. You know, wait for that over to come down a little bit. See if it comes down a little bit. If not, then, you know, the, the book's thinking how I'm thinking. 51 and a half is a total. Uh, Cardinals are favored at minus 135. They are at home. The spread, Cardinals favored at minus two and a half. Matthew Stafford having a great year. 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Uh, Kyler Murray back in the swing of things. 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions this year. Um, your big injuries in this game are really what you're paying attention to. You know, Robert Woods is on IR. Um, D Long, their cornerback is questionable. Uh, for the Cardinals, their main injuries. Uh, it sucks they don't have J.J. Watt, but Chase Edmonds they've also lost. Uh, their Wiggins at safety they they've lost. They've lost a couple linebackers. It's just they're all banged up, man, and a lot of these teams are. So I like the total here. I think the scoring just keeps coming. The Cardinals are three and two at home. The Rams are four and two away. So these teams score in bunches. Um, and their offenses are uh, both top five in points. Uh, tied for fifth, the Rams. And third is the Cardinals. Both pretty good on third down, on the money down. So I just like this, you know, as your bet to be the over 51 and a half. And I think the Cardinals win. At home, I think it's hard to beat them right now. Um, I'm just not buying into the Rams. I was more into them last season, but this season, uh, I'm still waiting to see. December's a good month to tell you what's, what a team's going to look like um, but because we're, we're winding the year down, but it's week 14, but think about it, you know, you got to show me now. This is the game where you show me, and I think the Cardinals are are better prepared. They They have that offense, and I'd be disappointed if the Cardinals don't have a good year because I just see them having so many weapons. Like, they don't even understand. Like, they have really good receiving core. Minus Larry Fitzgerald. Remember, he didn't play. He didn't want to play this year. And uh, they have all these good weapons. And I know they've had the injury bug, but look at all these other teams with slates of injuries. Packers, Bears, you know, all teams got injuries. So, you just like to see the Cardinals. Um continue to have success but also you know i could understand a case for the rams to be made here um but i think you get clear over that i think you get about 64 uh points in this game i think 64 is the magic number in this game uh so that wraps up the nfl show uh let's see want to talk about something else with everybody today what else to so everybody got going on let's see uh they came out with the new halo campaign and uh they didn't release the co-op with it so you can only play by yourself so it's just you and i played a mission of it because i was so excited i just wanted to check it out and the the cutscenes are good i'll give them that because they weren't too long but man, how bogus is that? You can't even play the campaign with your friend. Uh, and there's all types of people thinking they can do it and they get in there and you can't, you know. So that that was a, a debacle from 343 Studios. What a letdown over there at Microsoft. And then The Verge, the article they have put out said, we want to get it until May. So I hope that was fake news because... If not, uh, that's going to really suck. It's just like, it's typical with these game companies to do that to us. But I think overall, and for the most part, 
like the new Halo, the Halo Infinite game is a good game. Like it's a it's a fun time. I haven't had a bad experience on there. The only thing I wish is that when you go into a ranked game where the game really counts for your your rank, your skill uh, level, I wish that they would backfill you with somebody if the score isn't too high. Like, as long as the score isn't over, someone hasn't hit 25 kills or 25 points or something, that they will give you another guy like they do in the social games, the quick play games. I wish that is how they, they did it. So maybe that's something that they need to hear from the people on the forums or something so they could look into it because you get people that will, like, sign in like they're going to play the game, but then they get in there and they don't they're not moving. Or they're walking in a wall and they lag out and they can't rejoin. Um, so they need that feature too. Like we need a rejoin feature. If you get lagged out or if your internet connection goes out and you try to join back quickly and you can't. Like that's a little bit of BS. Um, as far as shows I've been watching, I can put you all onto a few. Like the Hidden Gym right now um, of shows. Uh, for you because I want you to have a good show to watch it's going to be Blood and Treasure if you haven't seen it Um, that's a really good show Um, that's my hidden gem for you today is Blood and Treasure Um, and then we got the uh, we got the Star Trek podcast on Saturday I'm going to drop that I've been working on for everybody about Deep Space Nine going over season one like my favorite characters my favorite episodes just talking about the show um and going over to all things trek and then uh but tomorrow just so i don't skip past friday is gonna be the ufc show we got a big ufc card i'm like i'm paying attention to this card um i've been you know i'm always giving out my ufc picks go to oddmanout.ninja um, and then click MMA or just go to oddmanout.ninja slash MMA and bam, there you are. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't that hard, but then you'll see all my, you know, my picks I give out and the other shows I've done, the other articles I've written on the UFC. And I, I love following, following the sport. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites. I would say football and, and, uh, fighting are probably my top two favorite things to watch as far as. Uh, sports entertainment uh wrestling anymore is okay is okay like i feel like AEW does it right the today's version of the wwe i've accepted will never be the wwf days and the wwe days of old and even you know like the attitude era and stuff like that stuff is gone and i don't want them to try to recreate that like it's time for the new stuff to go down and be happening but the gimmicks I feel like could be a lot better. And then the um also I feel like when I when I've watched AEW lately, like they get to the matches quick, me boy. And with the WWE, like they want to stand around and dance around and talk to you and like show you this and show you that. And it's like a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like a lot of just like get to wrestling. Get to the whole point of the show. So uh, I, the buildup in the WWE isn't any good right now. So I'd like to see that be a little bit better. Um, but you'll like uh, Blood and Treasure. Now, right now, I've been going through uh, Star Trek Discovery 2 and watching, parsing through that, going through episodes. Um, because the Star Trek podcast is really going to lead into something cool with the show where I, you know, I'm talking, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people talk about different stuff, but with me, it's like I just talk about the stuff I like and the stuff I can get into and be and be a little bit more passionate about, be a little more, uh, a little bit more well-rounded with. So when it comes to Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, I think you're really gonna enjoy that podcast. And even if you don't like Star Trek, I still feel like you need to hear that podcast. So be ready for that on Saturday. I've worked really hard on that. But tomorrow, UFC. I put my picks together. That's going to be really fun um, when I give out that card. Uh, and I always include the picks on the website so you can see, you know, who I'm on after the show. So you can go back for reference and stuff. Um, 
so for uh, NFL, we gave out the picks today. I gave you my hidden gem, uh, Blood and Treasure. Go check it out. Talked about, you know, got the UFC podcast tomorrow. Don't forget. And then, okay, Saturday, don't forget it. Star Trek. All things Trek, Deep Space Nine. We're going to release that. And we're going over season one. Talking about my favorite stuff from season one. Breaking down some of the characters. Going to talk about uh, some of my favorite characters from that show. Um, so that'll be Saturday. And oh, don't forget about my other podcasts I do. If you like Urban Legends. If you like True Crime. Smoke After Dark. Subscribe. Go to oddmanout.ninja. Subscribe. You never get spam. You never get junk. I'm not trying to get you to sign up for Christmas deals and shit. I don't do that. That's not my style. My style is a classic man. You know what I mean? Like, just keep it moving. Minding my own business. Having fun. There's always a party somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.